We today begin a three-week series about uh, keeping it simple, and, and I want to say that in no way is my three-week sermon series on simplicity in any way a knock at the very intelligent people in the church, those who've got MBAs, BAs, CNAs, a, or, or, you know, sometimes brothers get up here and you, can, you, you see from the get-go, they're just super smart. Um, you know, bless his soul, um, a guy that comes to mind is uh, Cyril Stevens. Smart! Um, Mr. Mr. Uh, Boer. Smart! Mrs. Boer. Even smarter. <laughs> and, and I love smart people, I'm just not one of them. And so when I was asked, come up with a series, I was like, I'm just going to keep it simple. <laughs> Let's have a prayer. Father, thank you so much that we can be together on this wonderful day and celebrate you as our Father, as well as our earthly fathers. And I pray that as we look at Scripture and as we share some thoughts around being a father, you will bless us and guide us and keep us. Amen. And thank you to our two awesome preteens. Uh, they did such an amazing job, and they just said, we're really nervous. I said, well, let's just be nervous together. Uh, turn in your Bibles to Luke 15. Yes, turn in your Bibles. You say, well, I take on my iPhone. You know, when I first came to church, that, we didn't have iPhones. You actually bought your Bible, the, the, the book thing, you know, that weighed, you know, and either you had the NIV version or the NTL version, I think there were three versions back then, and if you were Afrikaans sprekend, dan het jy die, die 1983 vertaling, whatever. And, and now, you know, oftentimes it's put on the screen, and I'm like, wow, we've really advanced as a church. You can come to church without your Bible and still be spiritual, because it's on your phone or it's on the screen. So I've got mine written down here, people, old school. It's here, in, it's here, it's on paper, none of this iPad stuff, because I'm worried with the iPad, I'll lose it. <laughs> the other day, my motherboard crashed um, on my laptop, and I said, well, fix it. And they said, sir, we don't fix motherboards. You just get a new laptop. I was very disappointed. Um, Serena so was using my new laptop last night, and I heard her say, it's a lovely new laptop, and then I felt better about things. <laughs> Luke 15, verse 20, and uh, I'm going to put my glasses on because my eyes, in my simplistic way, don't allow me, oh, there we go. The Bible says in verse 20, but while he was still a long way off, and this is the son returning from a time of introspection and self-discovery with the pigs. His father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But, the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger, sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, so they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, comma, the older son was in the field. 
When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father's killed a fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother was overjoyed. <laughs> that would have been a good ending to the story. Sadly, he became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you're always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad, because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. There are three characters in this story, brothers and sisters. The prodigal son, the never giving up father, and the complex older brother. And as much as I, and perhaps you, we want to position ourselves as a certain character in the story, in fact, it's amazing how many of us like to be the prodigal son. Return to a hero's welcome, I'm back! Um, sadly, I've found in my own walk that it's easier to be the older, miserable, complex brother. And yet, if you look at the father, he is the hero of the story. Not the older brother, not the prodigal son. Because the father is the perfection of simplicity. Where the older brother is the frustration of complexity. You know, we can do life one of two ways, in simplicity or complexity. And it's a choice that, that we are given. Some of you will remember the story I tell you about um, standard six, grade eight maths, algebra. And it was a reflection on my simplicity. <laughs> or stupidity. <laughs> I prefer the word simplicity. I showed up, I was on time, I was in my uniform, I had everything I needed to do to write algebra. And my name was correct. And we thank the Lord for that. In fact, the date was correct. And we further give praise to our Father in heaven for that. And the first question was A plus A, and most people will know that that's 2A. It's just the way it works. If you take one A and put it with another A, it becomes 2A in algebra. Who decided that? I don't know. Many years ago, some fellow had nothing better to do with his life and decided to be complex. <laughs> and A plus A is 2A. And A plus B is AB, if I remember correctly. But I only got the first question right. <laughs> the rest, brothers and sisters and friends, was a time of great guessing and, and potluck. It, yet, not being Irish, I had no luck, and uh, I got a double G for that paper, <laughs> which stands for, goodness gracious, your son is dumb. <laughs> and that's my memory of school, stand out. And so, for me, it's very appealing to do a series on simplicity, and I, 
I pray that the things that I share from Luke 15, as I think about my own walk as a father and my experience of God as a father, will be an encouragement to you. In December 2018, I was in George on a work trip, and I had reluctantly left uh, my father's house in Constantia to take this business trip, knowing that he was really ill. And I had spent time um, being able to nurse him and shower him and take him to the bathroom when he needed to. And it was a significantly important time in our relationship as father and son. And, uh, and my daughter and my wife and my other daughters and the carer said, it's fine, you can go. And I arrived in George, and uh, I'm a bit of a creature of habit. And uh, I decided to give him a call about half past two because I was going to go for a run in the forest. And I uh, spoke to him, and I think Amy was with him at that time. And uh, just before I put the phone down, he said to me, good night, my boy. And by the time I came back from my run, he had passed away. Those four words were probably one of the four of the most important words I ever heard my dad say to me, because growing up, he wasn't a very connected dad. He was what we call a committee man. He... he he enjoyed being in meetings. But in his older days, not only did he become a great dad, but he was an amazing grandfather to his grandchildren. And God in his wisdom allowed my dad and I to find each other. Because, you know, when you have to shower your own dad, it's a, it's a special connect where the son serves the father. And all I needed to hear that day was, good night, my boy, because the good was a blessing. My boy was a confirmation of who I was in his life. A couple of weeks after he passed, one of his best friends, who was also happened to be the, the nursing sister in charge of the carers, went out and we had tea together, and she said, you need to understand that you were the runt of the family. <laughs> I, I, and I'm paying for tea. <laughs> she said they never quite understood you, especially when you went into the ministry. They didn't quite know how to say to their friends that their son was in the ministry. But you know, when my father said goodnight, my boy, I realized that the runt is loved. You know, the, the prodigal son, it's not really a story about a son that messed up. I mean, in some ways it is. But more than that, it's about a father who loved deeply. You know, one of the things I want you to think about, and, and this is an encouragement to all the dads, is, and I hope this makes sense as we go through understanding the Scripture, don't put a comma where there should be a full stop. You know, when my dad said, good night, my boy, it was a full stop. There was no comma. There was no, but you also need to understand that uh, I'm not that happy that you were in the ministry and you wasted your life and 
and, and, and almost took your family into poverty. There was none of that. It was a full stop. Good night, my boy. Good night. Blessing on you, my, my boy. From one John to another John. You know, I remember when I used to take my report home. I just needed a full stop, not a comma. I'm not sure if some of you as parents and as dads are guilty of that. The report comes home and you look through a couple of sevens and there's a five. Put a full stop, man. Leave the five alone. Celebrate the sevens. Imagine if I was your son bringing that algebra paper back. No amount of full stops or commas can ever change double G, people. Never. You know, sometimes I think what we want to be able to hear as children when we bring a report is, I'm proud of you. Full stop. The fives will deal with themselves. But acknowledgement of a father being proud of his son or his daughter is priceless. Your daughter may come home with a new fashion, fathers, that scares you silly. Put a full stop there. Yeah, the last time you went out, you scared people too with your holy <laughs> jeans. And... But it is amazing how the fashion conversation changes from parent to child to child to parent. My daughters will say, are you going out like that? Question mark, comma, comma, comma. And, and they're right. Uh, sometimes I, I, I have these old jeans that I really like, but they're what we call hang, alles hangbruck, alles hangi achter. And my oldest daughter, who I know loves me very much, uh, was standing with my wife, and they just said, you just can't. You can't anymore, so now I've got to wear different pants. I was going to wear my hung jeans, but they said no. <laughs> you know, your child dads may bring home a new partner that you are not comfortable with. And you've got to think, am I using a full stop here or a comma? You know, if we go back to the story of the, of the father... There's some amazing things that, that come out. But while he was still a long way off, the father saw him and was filled with compassion and ran to his son and threw his arms around him and kissed him. Full stop. In my simplicity, I look at that verse and I can imagine the father regularly going out and just looking down the road. Will he come back? And when he did, it was the father that did the running. The father that did the embracing. The father who had the compassion. The father that was filled with love and embraced his son and kissed him. Full stop. There was no, I told you so. 
There was simply the joy of a father who had his son back, irrespective of the fact that his son had spent all his inheritance, irrespective of the shame he possibly had brought on the family. I think that's the sort of dad I want to be. That my three daughters know. Marky Saki, Saki Marky, doesn't matter what. I will run to you and embrace you and love you and have compassion. Full stop. And then the son says, he goes into a negotiation, make me a slave. And what does the father do? Flat ignores him, like good fathers should. Just ignores the son's rant. I mean, it was a good rant. But what does he do? He says, bring the robe, let's have a party, because my son is back. He was dead and is now alive again. You know, the simplicity of God appeals to me. The Bible says that God is love. The Bible says that He loves you and me. He forgives. He hopes and watches even in times of great hurt. He celebrates with you. And God always knows where to put the full stop and where to put the comma. The Bible says God is love, full stop, not comma. And you know, the older brother, he was full of commas. Full of commas. Look, all these years I've been slaving for you, comma, never disobeyed your orders. You never gave me anything, comma, you know, to spend with my friends, comma. He missed the point. And the point was, this is time to celebrate and not feel sorry for yourself. This is time to embrace the love of your father for your younger brother. And perhaps for all of us, the lesson on this Father's Day is that perhaps it's easy to be the older son. And here's an example. Someone who hasn't been to church for a while, you know they've been out, hurt themselves a little bit spiritually, perhaps come back. Perhaps there's a temptation to be judgmental. Perhaps. Perhaps there's a temptation to feel like, look at me, I've always been loyal. I'm always here. I'm always sitting in row four, seat three. I'm, I'm, I'm the loyal person, and no one ever acknowledges me. No one ever celebrates my loyalty. But you see, that's not the point. The father said, you're always with me, and everything I have is yours. And I want to encourage you, all of us, don't add complexity to a really complex world. Sometimes simplicity is the way to approach life. 
Someone who's messed up comes back, celebrate their return. Someone repents of awful sin, celebrate their repentance. Full stop. You know, I remember I took a year off church. I said to Van, I'm, I'm going away for a bit. He was very kind, very supportive. And it was a good time for me. I, I needed time up the mountain to sort of work out some things. And I remember when I came back, he said, I'm not quite sure how we, how we you know, you're back. I, I don't know how we do this. I said, whatever you feel like is the appropriate. But what I did feel was love and acceptance. Full stop. Our Father in heaven allowed this parable to be written through His Son Jesus to remind us of that He is love. And He celebrates our repentance. He celebrates our return to Him with full stops. And when we mess up, He then replaces a full stop with a comma because the comma introduces the hope and possibility that we will return to Him. And as much as the full stop confirms His love and His forgiveness, when God uses a comma, it indicates hope and possibilities and what could be. I, as a dad, I want to learn the, the simplicity of the full stop and the comma. I don't want to mix them up. And if I think about my parenting over the years, oh, I've mixed, I've mixed them up. And my children have seen it, but they love me, and so there's lots of forgiveness. I want to be the dad that looks for the opportunity to run down the long, winding road and embrace my children no matter what. And my encouragement to you as dads, as we celebrate you, look for those opportunities to love your children no matter what. Love them and celebrate them. And the words, good night, my boy, to me are celebration of the fact that when my dad, or the day he passed, he affirmed his love for me with a resounding full stop. Good night, my boy. To all you dads, I say, happy Father's Day to you. Let's be the fathers that know when to put the full stops and when to put the commas. It can be a celebration of God's love for us. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your love. Thank you for being a God that is absolutely kind and forgiving. Thank you for each father here. I pray that they will feel special and celebrated and that each one of us will imitate your parenting and your love for us. We pray this in your son's name. Amen. Amen.